Welcome to Rise Up For You, a podcast focused on helping women get to the next step in life professionally and personally. Through our six pillars, relationships, investing, self-worth, career, love, and health, we focus on the whole woman. With interviews from global experts, teachers, authors, and more, we provide you with real strategy and tips that you can start implementing today in your career, relationships, and so much more. We are all about educating and empowering you to become your best self. And now your host, Natalina. Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today again. As mentioned, this is Natalina, your host and founder of the Rise Up For You podcast. It's such an honor to have you here and be here. If you're joining us for the first time, thank you so much. Please don't forget to subscribe. We bring you episodes two to three times a week, and we would love for you to stay tuned. And if you're a regular of ours, thank you for your support and loyalty. It really means a lot to us that you're a part of our community and that you're staying with us. Today, I am super excited because we're going to be talking with Celeste Headley. She has worked as a radio host for decades, and she knows the ingredients of a great conversation. In fact, her TED Talk, 10 Ways to Have a Better Conversation, has gone viral as she talks about how to go out there, talk to people, and listen attentively, and most importantly, how to be prepared to have these conversations and to build relationships. Today's episode is really, really insightful, and it definitely fits into our relationship pillar that talks about communication, building a community, building relationships professionally and personally, and really going out there and connecting with other human beings, which is a necessity that we all need and have. So rise up for you and enjoy this episode. Celeste, thank you so much for joining us here on the Rise Up For You podcast. It is such an honor to have you on our show. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me. I always like to start off the show by letting the audience get to know our guest. So go ahead and tell us about yourself and what it is that you do. Um, my name is Celeste Hedley. I worked, have worked for almost 20 years in public radio, NPR and PRI, and as a host and journalist. And um, I did a TED Talk on Penny Ways to Have a Better Conversation that went super big. And then I wrote a book called We Need to Talk. And that's doing really well, too. And that's what I do. I talk about better conversation and better communication. So tell us a little bit more about the journey. I always like to ask our guests about their journey because I think it's so important for us to hear, you know, how it evolved, how you got to this place in your life, how you stepped into this industry. Was it something that happened overnight or was it your first initial career move um, as a journalist that led you to this? Just give us a little more backstory. Sure. I was trying to figure out how to do better interviews. Um, and so I started uh, I started doing research on conversation. And I read a whole bunch of different books and uh, watched videos. And But when I took them back into the studio and tested them out, they just they didn't work. Um, most of the time, they didn't help at all. And a few times, they made things worse. So I kind of had to start from scratch. And that's where all my research began was trying to actually hit on some things that really did work and actually did make conversations better. And that's kind of how it all started. 
So I'd love to jump into this to this topic because, you know, one of our pillars here at Rise Up For You is relationships. And when we say relationships, we don't mean romantically. We mean your community, building tribe, nonverbal communication, um, emotional intelligence, being able to really listen to the person, understand the person, whether it's professionally or personally in the workspace. And because today technology is moving so fast and we have these little devices called our telephones that we're pretty much at the mercy of 24-7, um, which we weren't 20 yeah. years ago. Um, I'd really just love to dive in. I know you did an incredible TED Talk about 10 ways to have a better conversation. You know, I'd love to hear those 10 ways and, and kind of discuss like this this new trend that we're in in society where, I mean, you can't even walk down the street without running into somebody because they're staring at their phone opposed to looking up and acknowledging the people that they're walking past. This is This is the day that we're in. Yeah, and, and it is true that technology is having a huge impact on our conversation. It's it's wrong to blame it all on technology. So let me put that one aside first and say that, you know, in general, humans, human beings as a species, are we're just not good at listening. It requires effort on our part. Um, there are plenty of species whose survival depends on listening because we have parents sitting there caring for us from the very beginning. We're not one of them. So already we're kind of at a disadvantage because we have to really put effort into it and work to listen. So there's that. But then when you add technology on top of it, and, and not just the technology where we think that texting someone is a good replacement for conversation and it's just unequivocally is not, um, you also add into that the, the deep distraction of our phones. And so that's why like the first step of having a better conversation is not to multitask. And I'm not just talking about your smartphone. I'm talking about everything that you try to do at the same time, including, like, planning what time you need to get home or <laughs> um, planning out what you want to have for dinner, et cetera, et cetera, but especially your smartphone. It's important that you don't put your smartphone down, but that you put it away. Mm. Yeah. Instead of uh, having dinner with somebody and, and, uh, and, and turning it face down and thinking that that's a good thing. <laughs> I see that a lot in the boardroom as well, that uh, they have their phone and they flip it over on the table as if they're doing us a favor, opposed to just like getting rid of it completely. Yeah, and, and there's many studies that show that just having a visible smartphone is not just distracting to your own brain, because basically your brain the entire time is on alert. It's waiting for a notification to come in. So that's unconscious and it actually reduces your your IQ by 10 points um, because your brain is using so much energy doing that but it's also deeply distracting to everybody else who can see that smartphone that visible smartphone in their peripheral vision and people who see a smartphone there are more likely to think that you are untrustworthy unlikable and unempathetic wow so that's why I always say don't yeah don't put it down put it away wow um, I, I'd love to get your, your take on this. I do a lot of work in education. I'm a professor at a college currently, and that's one of the things that I do. And, I, and I'm noticing more and more um, with the young adults that are coming in, 21 and above, that they have a really hard time listening and just holding a conversation. Yeah. And even though their eyes are looking at you, they're not there. Um, and they want to, yeah. they pretend that they're listening, but anybody that's worked with people a lot, you, you know, when they're not and when they are, when their eyes are glazed over. <laughs> so what are some other, yeah, exactly. yeah. So what are some other effective ways that 
we can really be engaged in the conversation, be attentive, really be listening and and start to rebuild that that uh, connection with one another that is so vital, I think, to human beings. Yeah, the, this is a hard one because the, the main thing that you have to do is start to be in the moment, right? It's, this is what everyone keeps talking about in terms of mindfulness, and it's hard, um, and it requires training. This is not something where somebody's going to hear me say, oh, you need to be mindful, and they'll say, okay, from now on, I'll be mindful. No, right. you're going to have to practice at it. Um, but the main thing that's happening, you have to remember that your brain is at all times supplying you with information. So it is, it's like CNN at the airport. It's constantly on and sending you information. And what you, if you're going to be engaged and paying attention, what you have to do is um, let those thoughts come into your head and let them, let them go out of your head. You can't be distracted by the thoughts that are going through your brain. And that's really hard, again. And again, it takes some practice and a little bit of discipline to learn how to do that. So what are some other ways that you can share with us to help us have um, a better conversation? You know, our audience is predominantly women and many of them are entrepreneurs. They run their own companies, solopreneurs. They're constantly networking, trying to build relationships. And uh, one of the things that I notice, Rise Up For You also holds a number of live events. One of the things that I notice in particularly with the community of women is that there's many times when they'll come to an event, and I'm generalizing now, women will come to an event and they'll just sit down by themselves. And they, yeah. you know, they have a hard time engaging and there'll be a, a room of, you know, hundreds of women and they just sit by themselves and they are afraid to engage in a conversation or they just don't know how to have a conversation and communicate. So what are some other ways that we can proactively uh, work on that? So here's the thing. When we actually look into it and do any kind of research, it turns out that a lot of people say they don't know how to start a conversation, but that's not true. Pretty much everybody, even introverts, know how to um, carry on even a, a ca- both a casual and an in-depth conversation. But it's also the case. So two things. First thing I'd say that people often um, don't expect to enjoy a conversation. So when, when researchers force people to have little chats, like on the subway or in, or in Starbucks or in the waiting room or whatever it is, people end up really enjoying them, even though they predicted that they wouldn't. So that's the first thing, because the second question became, okay, so if people really enjoy this, why don't they do it? And it turns out it's, it's basically fear. We have these fears that a conversation is going to go the worst way possible. Like, <laughs> that the worst thing that can happen in a conversation is going to happen, that they're going to turn around and say, you're pathetic or whatever, and, and storm off. Now, I, I, that almost never happens. I can't imagine that being common, and yet it's our fear of that happening that protects us from doing it. And in fact, there's something that scientists call the liking gap, where we consistently underestimate the extent to which other people like us. We get caught up in our own thoughts and our own fears and are constantly over-evaluating what we've said. Oh, I wish I, was, I wasn't funny enough. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have phrased it that way. And what we're missing is that the other people we're talking to actually enjoyed the conversation and like us. So in the end, it's our own fears that are preventing us from engaging with other people, even though as a social species, engaging with other people and having that kind of social contact is extremely good for you. It's good for your brain. It's good for your heart. It's good for pretty much every part of your entire body. 
why do you think um i mean there could be a number of reasons but why do you think that, why do you think fear plays so much into this i mean i understand the the concept of liking but i mean i've and i'm sure you've been through this too but i've sat on planes before where you're literally touching the person next to you and they won't even look you in the eye when you're sitting next to them um and an often yeah. you know so i'm just curious yeah and it's partly because people are afraid that they're going to sit down next to somebody who doesn't stop talking, right? <laughs> or, or starts talking about something about politics or having an argument, and then you're going to be stuck with them there for the rest of the plane ride. Mm. And uh, that's what people are afraid of. Um, they're afraid they won't be able to end the conversation. So a lot of times, I actually find it more valuable. Instead of trying to teach people how to start conversations, which they pretty much know how to do, I try to train people how to end them gracefully because I think a lot of the fear is about not being able to get out of a conversation that you're not enjoying. That's a great point. What, what would you suggest? What are one or two things that you would suggest in order to gracefully remove yourself from a conversation? I mean, I think number one is you, you can always end with a compliment. Um, in other words, oh, you know, this is really interesting. Um, I have to get back to work. But, you know, thank you. This is a, you know, this is a great conversation. i got to focus on my work um, and do whatever it is that you're going to do. Or, you know, I want to finish listening to this podcast. I'm addicted to it or whatever it is. That you're, are you going to put on headphones? You know, tell them you're going to listen to music or tell them you're going to listen to a podcast. Then we're, again, talking specifically about the plane. But even in our office, it's, it's best to just immediately, you know, say, oh, you know, this has been great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get back to work but I'll, I'll see you later. And it's as simple as that. It, it can be a very simple thing to do. And, and I'm not totally sure why we feel socially awkward because we've all been in conversations where we've talked too much, right? Absolutely. Um, and, yeah. And if someone had said to us, hey, I'm going to get back to work, we would not have taken it personally. Mm. So, Yeah. And do you have any, um, this might be a silly question, but do you have any, I mean, I guess, tips or questions that you usually have in your back pocket for when you are about to start a conversation with someone that you don't know? Or do you just keep it organic? I think it's best not to have prepared questions, but I will say this. Um, It's best to ask people questions they know the answer to about stuff they care about. So just take a moment and look at them. Are they wearing a, a, a specific kind of T-shirt or hat? Do they have a tattoo? Do they have a special piece of jewelry on? What are they driving? Just look. Most people put some thought, at least, into how they dress at some point. So you can figure they chose this shirt over that shirt for a reason, and you can ask them questions about how they're presenting themselves. If you're asking them, or even about um, their hometown or where they live or, you know, you basically are trying to land on a subject that they like to talk about um, and something that they care about. And, and that requires you to take, take a pause. Don't come in with prepared questions, but actually look at the person in front of you. Listen to them. Do they have an accent? Um, anything like that that's personal and might be something they care about is going to help you out. And are there anything that you can suggest in order to work on our personal discipline with listening? You know, I know that being able to get rid of the phone is one thing, basically to remove any distractions. But as you know, the attention span of a human being is becoming less and less. 
Um, so I'm just curious, is there anything that, that we can do to practice just staying attentive? I say the first thing you already hit on is, is to get your cell phone put away out of sight so that you're not distracted. You know, the other one might be a little bit counterintuitive, which is um, don't have a conversation if you can't focus. So uh, you have to kind of sort of manage the expectations. If you're really busy and you're on deadline or you have a million things going on and someone comes to you over to you just to chat, I simply just excuse myself. I say, you know what, you deserve only focus. I, I'm completely unfocused right now because I have all these other things going on, so let's put a pin in this. Give me, you know, give me till tomorrow, give me till later today, and, and let's, let's chat then. And so you're, you want to always set yourself up so that you're in a place where you're comfortable having that chat, and you're not, like, literally resenting that person for every word that they say. Um, and so finally, if you're in that conversation and you have a little bit of time to chat, then the, one of the things that I always try to make people be aware of is that we seem to be very afraid of silences. Um, so we immediately respond as soon as somebody else finishes speaking. And I would say, you know what, listen all the way to the end of what they say. And then take a breath and then respond. It's okay to slow stuff down. That's a really great point. I, I like that last point, absolutely, because so many times we talk on, we talk on top of one, one another. Yeah, exactly. And in fact, globally, the amount, the average amount of space once people leave uh, in between one person ending a comment and the other person responding is less than half a second, which means we're not actually listening all the way to the end of what people say. Wow, that's, that's very fascinating. Very fascinating. Celeste, thank you so much for joining us today. I know that you're incredibly busy and you're doing some great work. And, and again, as mentioned earlier, I think that this is a conversation that needs to be had. Um, I'd love to jump into yeah. the power section of the interview and start by asking you, is there a book that you've read in the past or that you're currently reading that's having a, you know an impact on you that you would like to share with us? Yeah, there's a book um, by, by uh, Nicholas Epley. He's a researcher in Chicago. And um, he wrote a book called MindWise. And, and basically, he's focusing on the innate ability that human beings have to sort of read other humans' minds. Um, so there's two things he does. First, is he points out how we all have this power. Um, but the other thing he points out is that it is not as powerful as we sometimes think it is. Mm. So in other words, we assume we know things about people, and we don't. Um, and we also assume we know nothing about other people, and we do, <laughs> which sounds complicated. But if you read the book, you'll see why it really blew my mind. It's, it's one of those books that really sticks with you, and I have read most of the time. In fact, in that book, one of my favorite quotes of all time, in which he's encouraging people to sort of take the initiative in these engagements, because he says, um, nobody waves, but almost everybody waves back. Right. Absolutely. And what's one value that you constantly stick by throughout your journey? Something that's a non-negotiable for you? That would be honesty, even when it's uncomfortable. Um, I, I, I just can't. I mean, I'm not talking about calling in sick to work or, or I, I really like your hairdo when you don't. I'm not talking about those. I'm talking about anything of significance. You need to just tell the truth. Rip off the Band-Aid and tell the truth as you and here at Rise Up For You, we like to ask, if you can leave the world with one final message, we call it our golden nugget, what would that be? Just give it a try, I think. 
I mean, I think that any effort is better than no effort. So just try. <laughs> just try to make the world a slightly better place, and you're probably going to succeed. And as you know, Rise Up For You is our company motto, and that's our company name. When you hear that phrase, Rise Up For You, what initially comes to mind, or what do you feel initially? I think the thing that immediately came to my mind when I heard it was the phrase of a rising tide lifts all boats. So rising up for you means as I rise up, I'm going to bring the rest of you with me and vice versa, that we rise together. Celeste, again, thank you so much for joining us. Um, really, you've added a lot of value to, to us, and I really appreciate your time. I'd love to know how we can stay connected to you, how we can learn more about you. I know you've done a couple of incredible TED Talks. I think it'd be great for us to see. So tell us, how, how do we stay in touch? Yeah, the easiest way is just to go to CelesteHeadley.com because um, we've gathered the TED, all three of the talks there. We've got the links to blogging and books and everything else, so... It's all there. It's a convenient place. Wonderful. Thank you again so much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it and pass it on to your friends and family. You know, the podcast is just one way that we reach our community members. If you go to our website, www.riseupforyou.com, you will see articles written from contributors from around the world, webinars, live events for you to attend. But, you know, we also have a huge online resource center full of information that you can access absolutely free. And, you know, one of my favorite sections is the Unstoppable Confidence Toolbox that's full of practices and ways to help you build confidence so that you can overcome any doubt that's consistently getting in your way. It's actually pretty cool. I mean, there's PDFs, there's articles, there's exercises, there's so much for you to take hold of and really help you get to the next step. The cool thing is, is we have programs, trainings, and live coaching calls that are happening all year long, special for our members. So if you're looking for more and you really want to connect with like-minded women like yourself, then you definitely want to check out our membership and all of the benefits that we have to offer here at Rise Up For You. And lastly, if you haven't already, we would really love to hear from you and know how we're doing. Head over to iTunes, make sure you subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, and let us know how we're doing. Rate us, review us, so that we can be better and rise up with you. It's always an honor and a pleasure to be here with you. Rise up for you, be better today than yesterday, and prepare for a greater tomorrow.